0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: You drink deeply of Jesus. Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Mm -hmm. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth is the fountain of living water come and be made new Will you drink deeply of jesus will you come to the water of life you will never thirst again let all who are thirsty He can refresh you in the desert Where your sin left you lost on the brink He is the fountain of living water Come to Him, dear sinner, and drink Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? Never thirst again But sin and death He is the fountain of living water Come to Jesus and live Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come.
0: Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. What is the most common belief
2: among American Christians?
0: What is the the single most common belief among American Christians? I believe the answer to that question is that most American Christians all believe that they are saved,
2: that they are on their way to heaven, and that life is good. God is good. Just keep going the way you're going and enjoy your life. You're saved.
0: You won't go to hell you'll live for eternity with Jesus Christ. I believe this is the most common belief, and one achieves this position by saying the simple sinner's
2: prayer. I believe American Christians leave a lie.
0: Now, I'm going to uncover for you what Jesus himself says. I ask you not to turn aside, but to listen very carefully to what I'm going to share with you. I think it will make the difference between eternal damnation and eternal life. Most American Christians, believing what they have been taught, are going to end up in hell.
2: That grieves my heart.
0: So I'm going to try to be very specific and share with you what Jesus himself
2: says to you. Let's begin in John the 8th chapter verse
0: 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, Jesus uses terms that the children of Israel do not fully understand or comprehend because he cannot speak frankly, to them, because if he does, it will hasten his execution. But let me read some more for you. In the eighth chapter, verse 21, once more Jesus said to them, I am going away, and you will look for me And you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come yet.
2: In verse 23, You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world.
0: I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, and you will indeed die in your sins.
2: Who are you, they ask.
0: Just what I've been claiming all along, Jesus replied. I must, I have much to say
2: in judgment to you.
0: Verse 27, this is all out of one chapter, John the 8th chapter. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said this, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am the one I claim to be, and that I do nothing of my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as many spoke, many put their faith in him. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you
2: free. Now,
0: one last portion, and then I want to tell you the story that will illustrate perfectly what I'm talking about. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. This is verse 34. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You will be free from what?
2: Sin. Now,
0: a slave, and that is a person who is still walking in sin, but claiming to be part of the
2: family of God.
0: He's saying, a slave, that is a person who still walks in sin, has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So we're saying, if you continue to
2: walk in sin and call yourself a Christian, you are not a Christian. You can be a part of the church, but you don't have a permanent place in the family of God. That time in the
0: church Is for you to be educated and converted and transformed into the likeness of Jesus. But you can be in the church for years, and if you have a preacher who's lying to you about your sin condition, you will in the end
2: lose heaven. Now, if we go. Chapter 8, again, Jesus has gone out to the Mount of Olives. Now, there are a number of people called Pharisees, called law keepers,
0: and they have no permanent place in the family. And the reason they have no permanent place in the family is that they continue to walk in sin.
2: Now, they all go to their own homes, to the comfort of their own homes.
0: Jesus, on the other hand, is not invited to stay with them. They know he has no place to lay his head, but they don't want to be involved at that level. And this is the struggle. You want to be a Christian, you want to obey of a minimum number of things, but you don't want to give everything to Jesus. You don't want to invite him to your home. You don't want to sit down and eat with him because he will confront you with your sin. First John tells us that Jesus came in order to destroy the works of the devil in your life. The works of the devil in your life, they're the sin in your life. What is sin? Sin is simply rebellion. It's volitional. It's voluntary. It's not something you can't help doing. Sin is what you voluntarily do day by day. It's your way of life. It's who you are. And it
2: will cause you to miss out on heaven. I'll show you. At dawn, Jesus appeared on the Mount, from the Mount of Olives in the temple courts. This
0: is chapter 8. The people have already gathered around him, and he sits down to teach them. The culture of that day was that you sat down if you had something important to say. In our day, we stand up. The teacher of the law and the Pharisee brought in a woman caught in adultery. And they made her stand before the group, and they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. So Jesus is teaching. There's a number of people, a large group. Gathered around him. Suddenly, the Pharisees come pushing their way through the crowd. Jesus, Jesus, judgment, please. Make a judgment, Jesus. We caught this woman in the act of adultery. In other words, we caught her in bed with a man who was not her husband, but was married to another person. Teacher, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. There's no question about her guilt. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman to death. Now, what do you say?
2: You're the teacher, meaning you're the judge. You speak truth, and we want a judgment. This woman was caught. She is guilty.
0: We have no question about her guilt. Now, I imagine that this woman was caught, drug out of her bed in the very act of adultery.
2: She's probably very disheveled. They didn't give her time to fix her hair or get dressed maybe threw a sheet around her. And they brought her to go before Jesus as the judge. And they won a verdict. But they were using
0: this question to trap Jesus in order to have a basis for accusing him, making himself the judge. To the Romans, he wants to execute her. He's recommending that we take her out and stone her to death.
2: Oh, well, Jesus acted like he didn't even hear them. He bent down. and He began to write in the dust with his finger.
0: They didn't watch what he was writing at first. Instead, they kept on questioning him.
2: He straightened up, and he said to them,
0: If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her.
2: Again, he bends down, And he begins to write on the ground. At this, those oldest
0: ones who are the most authoritative look carefully at what Jesus is writing. I don't know what he was writing. He could have been writing down their name or he may have been writing down the names of women that they had had affairs with.
2: The older ones first
0: began to walk away. They didn't want any part of this, for they were being exposed as
2: sinners, hypocrites. Finally,
0: only Jesus is left with this woman trembling in terror before him. For she knew that morning she could be stoned to death. She was fully exposed. Everybody recognized her. No doubt many of them had also had affairs with
2: her. Only Jesus was left with this woman standing there in front of him, terrified. Woman? Woman, where are they who accused you? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. She said, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. Jesus did not
0: condemn this woman for her sin. For a very simple reason, Jesus was soon
2: going to be crucified. And when Jesus is crucified, he paid for the sin of the world. He paid for her sin. Jesus said something to me that was so shocking. Where I have been a sinner. I have believed that I'm on my way to heaven. As a pastor, I believed I was on my way to heaven. But I also walked in sin. I said I, I couldn't help myself. Jesus would have to just accept me the way I was. Everybody sins. We're all sinners.
0: Our whole culture has come very clearly to the decision
2: that we all sin. All sinners. That's our identity. We're sinners. That's not true. I was very
0: rudely kicked out of an Anglican church where they had invited me to come and do a series of meetings. One of the members went to the bishop and said, Bishop, you need to be aware of what's happening in this church.
2: They have a man coming in and
0: teaching that we can leave our sin. And that if we don't leave our sin, we're not going to go to heaven. Well, the Anglican bishop was enraged. And he ordered me kicked out of the church, canceled the meetings. Why would he become so incensed? Well, the same thing happened to John Wesley. He was preaching in the Church of England that. You could leave your sin. In fact, he said, you must leave your sin. And they said, wrong. We're saved. We we take the Eucharist. They barred him from preaching in the Anglican churches. And he moved to the outside minors and sinners and began to preach to them that they must leave all their sin or they would go to hell. They received joyfully his message that there was a way they could be saved. Yes, they went to the church
2: that he established and they were still walking in sin. But in that place,
0: They were taught and they were counseled one with another that they must leave all of their sin or go to hell. Now, Methodists don't believe that today. No, they've become very, very modern. Now they accept homosexuals in some of the churches. They accept every kind of sinner.
2: They don't want to believe that
0: What Jesus said was true. Jesus said something to this woman that we need to understand, and we need to understand the depth of what he said to this precious woman, because he said it based on the crucifixion, the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's why Jesus said to her, Go now and leave your life of sin, because he knew it was possible after his death and resurrection. After the coming of the Holy Spirit, he knew a man or woman could leave and must leave their life of sin. The early church taught very clearly that a man or woman who was not willing to leave their life of sin was hell-bound. That was the gospel I was raised under. But most of you were raised under a a gospel of love
2: and toleration. But let's go deeper into what Jesus had to say. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. And here's
0: the condition. Go now and leave your life of sin. He was not speaking here only of her being caught in adultery. He knew she deserved to die for her sin. But now he says, go now and leave your life of sin. In other words, he's saying to this woman, you're going to have to change your whole life. You can't continue doing what you're doing and expect that you're going to enter into the kingdom of Jesus Christ.
2: Now, what I'm saying makes a lot of people angry.
0: But am I supposed to preach a message that everybody will love and take them to hell?
2: No, I'm to speak a message, leave your life of sin. Pastor, I can't leave my life of sin. I've tried. I can't leave my life of sin. Well, why can't you leave your life of sin? Well, it's very clear. If you look
0: in the book of Romans, in the sixth chapter, the Apostle Paul answers this question. Verse 1, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Becoming a Christian is the choice to die to your sin
2: and live in the light of Jesus
0: Christ. Don't you know that all of us, when we were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism, into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may also live a new life. I'm so puzzled because I know men
2: who would say yes and amen,
0: and they continue to live in the lust of their heart. They continue the lust of their entertainment. They have
2: a pride that says, I'm saved. Yes, I'm sinning. I'm saved. As though saved lets them sin because Jesus loves them. had a dream.
0: In the dream, I was in the city. And a whole group of people were with me. We were driving caravan style. And we were leaving the city.
2: And we came to a place where there were blocks. Because the street that we were driving on at a drop-off. We couldn't go through.
0: Got out of the cars, and we walked up, and we looked over the precipice and saw that, in fact, if those blocks had not been there, we would have driven over the edge, and we would have died right there.
2: Well, I come to you with blocks with signs that say, if you continue in your sin, you're going to die. And here we are, the church. We need to leave the city, but we don't know how. There's only one street out. and That street means death. It's impossible for us to leave the city without going over the edge of that precipice. I stood there looking, wondering, how
0: do we get out of this city? Because we will die in our sin if we don't leave this sin city.
2: that's where the church is today
0: they're right at the edge of that precipice they know everything is devolving into destruction they know there's almost a war or there is a war already that has begun world war 3 they know their money is going to be destroyed the news is full of it they see their children walking in a way that will surely lead them to destruction. How many of you have children who are living with a boyfriend or a girlfriend? It's
2: called fornication. Scriptures are clear. If you walk in fornication, you will die.
0: So the church sees... And they have tried to counter this by building great edifices. Trying to meet the need of their
2: people. Having a
0: cafeteria in the church. Having donuts and and coffee. Come on in. Everybody's welcome. Bring your coffee and your donuts with you into the church.
2: Everybody's welcome. We're the friendliest church in town. But you're a sinner church.
0: Nobody ever came and preached a message like this to you. So you continue to walk in your lust. You continue to go to your entertainment. You continue to live your life as though everything is fine, but in the in the inner part of your being. You know everything is not all right, but you don't know how to get out of it.
2: Well, suddenly, the dream was
0: transformed. It was gone. And now I'm standing, looking at a great and beautiful cathedral.
2: White. It's made out of alabaster. Or marble, white, gorgeous, glistening in the sun. And I stand the driveway. And I see lanes after lanes after lanes of a parking lot. And then right in the middle is this huge, beautiful edifice. I stand, I notice to my left, there's a sign on this lane of parking. It says Romans
0: 1. I'm curious now, I look at the second, it says Romans 2. I look at the third. The fourth, and the fifth, and then I see Romans six, and a voice speaks
2: to me. It says,
0: "Walk toward the cathedral." On Romans six, and so I do. I'm walking toward the cathedral, and this is parking lane number six.
2: As I walk toward the cathedral, as I approach the cathedral, I see what looks like a covering over something. I'm puzzled by it. So I
0: keep walking, and suddenly the covering withdraws. It, It pulls back. And I look, and there it's a beautiful set of stairs going into crystal clear water. And there are lights up above shining down on this water. It looks just gorgeous. And I'm wondering, what is this about? Why is there in the middle of this parking lot what looks like one of the most beautiful baptismal fonts I've ever seen in my life. And as I look at it,
2: I suddenly hear a
0: sound. I glance up. And here are two men, ushers, dressed in ushers' outfits. And they are bringing to me a beautiful young
2: woman. She's dressed in gold. And I'm saying, what is this? And suddenly I realize she's coming to be baptized. The church is dressed in gold. They say, we're heaven bound. We're on our way to heaven. This woman is brought right to the
0: edge, close to where I'm standing, but not where she can enter the baptismal form. And as she stands there, she looks. She sees what it is. And I smile to her and I wave, come,
2: be baptized.
0: She turns her face, turns her face away. And I suddenly realize she has no interest in being baptized. She has no interest in the removal of sin from her life. She has the golden lifestyle, the rich and
2: the famous. She's not interested in
0: baptism. She's not interested in dying out to her sin and being washed and made clean by the blood of Jesus. She doesn't want to be baptized. She's
2: been sprinkled.
0: She never was put down under the water and died out to herself. She never came up out of the baptismal font dancing and singing and shouting a new person in Christ Jesus and then filled with the Holy Spirit. She never experienced any of this. No, they had a a false kundalini spirit where you could be filled with the Holy Spirit. He was the happy spirit.
2: There was no dying involved.
0: There was no leaving my sin involved. It was all happy times, coffee time.
2: Then I woke up. And then the voice of the Lord spoke to me. And The voice of the Lord said, Preach Romans 6. Preach Romans 6. To the modern church, preach Romans 6. You can belong to the church all your
0: life. But if you're still walking in sin and disobedience, you're still choosing the way of darkness,
2: you will not, you're
0: a slave to sin. You will not enter into the kingdom of Jesus. Read carefully and pray over 1 John, the third chapter. That's not the gospel. That's 1 John, the third chapter. Read it.
2: Meanwhile, let's look deeper at this parking lane, Romans 6. Shall we go on sinning so that grace
0: may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Oh, brother, sister. You need to go down to the river and be baptized. You have never died to your sin. The TV is still spewing forth its poison. Your internet is still spewing forth its poison. Your cell phone is still filled with poison and you carry it like it's precious. You're still going to the dance hall or to the club. You're still lusting after money. You're still lusting after success. You never died. You never let go of bitterness and anger, resentment. Your heart is still filled with cynicism and bitterness. There's no bending of your head, there's no breaking. You're still filled with your sin. Oh yes, you've come. You think from the beautiful cathedral. You think you are
2: saved. But you're hell bound. Because you still walk in the darkness. You don't walk in the light. Paul says we died to
0: sin. How can we live in it any longer? Oh, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? You weren't baptized into some dance show.
2: It's interesting. I've been a pastor more than 50 years.
0: In those 50 years, I have seen almost no one come forward to the river to be baptized or no one to come forward to the baptismal font to be baptized with tears flowing down their face because they know they are about to die. It's an execution. Baptism is an execution. Your life is over. You are now
2: When to leave your old life behind.
0: But most of you are still dragging the corpse of your old life along with you, still playing its tune, still playing its game, listening to the world's music, filled with dance, filled with lust, fornication, sodomy.
2: still wicked. When are you going to
0: turn from the wickedness of this world? America is wicked beyond any measure of comprehension.
2: Killing people and thinking we're righteous. Killing our babies and thinking we have a right sending our children off to schools where they will learn the ways of darkness.
0: The greatest sorrows of my life is that my dad sent me away to a Christian boarding school so I could learn to be a pastor I didn't learn to be a pastor there. I learned to be a more sophisticated sinner. I learned the ways of the world. Teachers did not pray with me or counsel with me. They didn't know who I was. They never took time to know me. Oh, but they were teachers in a very important Christian
2: school. Kidding me? Listen.
0: Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ, into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? You don't go down to the baptismal tank dancing and laughing and smiling. No, you go there weeping. And many of you have never wept over your sin. And until America weeps over its sin, we will never repent. And the whole nation is under the wrath of God. And very soon we are going to experience the destructive wrath of God because of our wickedness, our casualness,
2: our sin. Sin is a voluntary doing what I want in opposition to Jesus Christ. There's a
0: place of death. And the church is going to either be converted. We pray for revival. Well, what is revival? Revival is not dancing and shouting. It's not singing. I saw a Christian school recently. Oh, their Hands
2: are in the air. They're singing. That's not revival. That's false revival. No, it's in our faces weeping before God, recognizing his utter holiness, recognizing what
0: the demands of the cross are, that you leave your life of leisure, your life of sin, your life of Americanism And you seek after Jesus Christ with all of your heart.
2: And you leave behind the ways of darkness. You leave behind the ways of selfishness and self-centeredness. You no longer go for
0: what you want. You go in the path of Jesus Christ which was a path of of bloodshed
2: and death. And you are crucified with Christ Jesus. We were
0: therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, to the glory of the father we be, we too may live a new life it's that new life that jesus is speaking about that comes out of death it's not the new life that comes out of oh you can have it all jesus loves you just the
2: way you are oh. not so we
0: have been united with him like this in his death we also certainly will be united with him resurrection but not to a resurrection of wickedness selfishness
2: so you can go to church 8th chapter You can
0: go to church, but if in the time you're in the church, you do not leave your life of sin, you are not a permanent member of the family. You are a temporary member of the family, according to Jesus. And in the end, you
2: will be lost. Now. Is your preacher preaching this? If your
0: preacher is not preaching this, you're in the wrong church. And you better run. Because that preacher is taking you as
2: quickly as he can to hell. America is at the end. Say that again. America is at the end life. We face death in America. To have life, you're going to have to be crucified with Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, Would you confront America?
0: Would you confront the preachers of America with this truth that I've spoken, for it comes straight from your heart and from your word? But it's not welcome in most churches because they are a temporary member of your body, When the day of wrath comes, they will be cast out into the street where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because they still live like the devil. They still live in the darkness. They've not come into the light. Lord Jesus, I plead with you, confront America with its wickedness and confront the American church with its evil heart that says, no,
2: I will not be baptized. You, my Lord, I pray in your holy name. Amen.
0: Well, we're just about out of time. I love you, my brother, my sister, those in the church and those out of the church. It's time to go and be baptized,
2: to be crucified with Christ Jesus. I'd love to hear from you.
0: The address is National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia 22195. Or go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. You'll find our address. Now I'm going to tell you something. What I'm saying is extremely unpopular. But when the wrath of God begins to fall on America and you see that everything is going to be burned, you're going to run to Jesus. I will welcome you then to what is called revival. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I'll talk to you soon.